up, Trish? Love Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Dez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, a hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Roll with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26 tour the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. Yeah! Y'all know what this is. It's good, War Room family. You're once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports. On the War Room Sports Podcast Network, I'm one of your hosts. I'm the bull, Dev McMillan, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brothers. We got Jimmy the Blueprint and B. Austin in the building. Look, we are in week eight of the sports and life shutdown due to the novel coronavirus, COVID-19. So since there still aren't any games to move the needle, We're going to spend much of this week's show giving our opinions on other people's opinions as our main topics tonight will be of the quote of the week variety. Usually, you know, we do one quote of the week. This time, most of the show is going to be about quotes of the week. So keep it locked right here with your homies. We definitely won't be going the whole two hours tonight, but y'all know why. But if you want to get in on the conversation, sign in right now to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room or join us on Facebook or Twitter. At War Room Sports, we'll also be taking your calls like we usually do on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. As usual, before we get started, just want to let you guys know that when you're not listening to us live, you can listen to us and all our archive episodes at a number of different spots, warroomsports.com, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, um, a whole bunch of places, wherever you do your, your podcast listening, you can, you can holler at us. What up, brothers, man? We, we've lost another hip-hopper to this COVID-ish, man. Rest in power yeah. to the homie Steezo. But for me st- saying that, like, did we even get a chance to, to you know, give our rest in power shout-outs to Fred the Godson on here? Because I know he passed yeah, the day yeah, we recorded yeah, last week, man. R.I.P. Okay, Gordo. We did last week, but R.I.P. Gordo again, man. Yo, yeah, it's yeah, always rest in peace, Fred. Rest in peace, Steezo. A lot of y'all youngins don't know Steezo. But um, yeah, Steezo. But my man had his own dance, though. Ain't there ain't there many people that got their own dance, though? So right, yeah. Rest in power to him. He was he he was he was one of them rappers back when when hip hop was still fun, when rappers weren't too embarrassed to dance in their videos. Like, dude, all he did was dance. Um, and you know, <laughs> then the early to mid '90s came, and then everybody started murking at least four people in their verses and selling a whole lot of keys. And um, Foxy Blaine started Reagan. doing that bad math that Jimmy talk about every week, and then uh, <laughs> Blaine yeah. Reagan. Right, right. I don't know where it went from there. Yo, we got Blaine, Blaine Reagan, and Blaine Frank, Blaine Franklin. But uh, <laughs> we went from dance rap <laughs> to gangster rap to mafia rap to to women ain't yeah, now we rap. Drug... <laughs> now, now we got drug addict got... rap. <laughs> yeah, drug addict. Rap. Forget that. Drug addict bars. Drug addict. Jump at it and emo rap. Right, right, right. No doubt. I wasn't hiding my kid from the world. I was hiding the world from my kid. No doubt. Yo, oh, yeah, man. Listen, man. We trying to listen, man. I repeat to everybody that lost somebody. Yo, 
All right, Peter, everybody that's losing somebody doing this thing, man, because this, this, is, this is absolutely insane, man. And, you know, you can't even, like, pay the proper respects to your loved ones that pass, and that's a, that's a terrible piece, man. You, know? you can't, man. And, and we, we, we've been talking, B, like, for the past seven weeks of how this joint was just clo- just inching closer and closer to home. Like, I finally, and, and this, you know, I'm saying that like it's a relief or something, like, that sounds crazy, but I've finally lost a blood relative to this. Like, uh, I lost an uncle, my grandmother's brother. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, that's the type of family you only really see when everybody get together for a family reunion, um, that kind of thing. So, so it still doesn't seem like, I mean, he, he's considered elderly. So it's one of those things where once somebody of his age gets it, you kind of know. You know what 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 is hidden for, but um, right. yeah, like like I said, it, it still doesn't feel like it hit home home, but you know, it's it's getting man. way too close. Just getting way. It's way too home for me, man. Because it's like it's, it's 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 even when it's an elderly person, it's like from all accounts, it's like going through it. Even people that have survived going through it talk about how brutal it is, painful, and nobody. Nobody should have nobody should have to go out that way, man. And right. it's it's just sad, no, man. And and another thing, Jim, because you I don't know if y'all be hearing it, but it seems like there's a contingency of folks out there who keep trying to justify. It's like it makes them feel better when they find out that somebody died, they had underlying issues, or they were elderly, because it's like they're trying to prove a point, right? But even if you have underlying issues, even if you are older, you weren't going to die right now. Exactly. And the the thing is, yo, cats are dying because they have asthma. Man, people live with asthma until they're 80, 90 years old. So, like, don't tell me because he had asthma. That oh it's cool because he had asthma. Like, come on, man. He was not like it's cool because your underlying condition made it made this whole thing worse. This whole thing. Shouldn't be shouldn't be here. Like, you know, I'm I'm not one out here pointing and casting blame, but I'm I'm pretty sure we could have done a little better if the response was faster. You know, if our leaders wasn't calling it a hoax instead of <laughs> getting on it and, and doing what we need to do. You know, now that we've been in the house for a few weeks, everybody's restless. Everybody want to go back outside. Everybody want to quote unquote fight for their rights. We running up in Capitol buildings, basically sticking them up. To go back outside so we can, like, keep yo. dying. We can <laughs> yo, people are retarded. Can't. Yo, I mean, I <laughs> forgot that's, that's politically incorrect to say that, so I can't say that. But listen, uh-huh. it, it's, um, <laughs> yo, it's just, it just amazes me, man, how, how ridiculous people are. Like, yo, y'all, y'all, y'all are fighting for the right to, like, go outside, ignore each other, and be on your phone anyway. Yo, chill, <laughs> B. Like... And a matter of fact, while we on this, man, while we on this, I also got to want to address the people that people die from car accidents or heart disease or this, that, and the third. Yo, none of that stuff is contagious, yo. So FOH with all that as well. I'm right. just tired of these people. Like if I like, ride by a car accident, like, unless I'm doing some serious rubbernecking, like my car not just going to bang out because yo, the car just rolled my bang out. Like. It's so ridiculous. Yo, these analogies. So, and then people say, people say, yeah, but this, yo, then they be lying anyway. We don't fight this much when 
because of heart disease. Yo, people fight for heart disease, obesity. People fight on the front lines against these things on a daily basis. So to say that we don't do things, yo, to say we don't do things is ridiculous. Like people fight for this stuff. Like people, they're they're health warriors. Um, yo, shout out to all the um the vegan gangsters. Y'all y'all health warriors on a daily basis. But now it's like nobody fights for this stuff the way that y'all fight for. Yo, yes they do. Shut up. Fact, if y'all feel that if y'all feel that strongly about it, y'all go outside and kill yourself so y'all can stop posting about it. Shout out to Neil yeah. in the chat room. She said I think people also are hopeful they can fight it all since they don't have any underlying conditions. Yeah, but that makes people more selfish. Oh, I, I ain't got no underlying conditions, so I can go back outside. Because if I get it, I can fight I it think, all. I think, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to kill agree. grandma. I agree. I agree with that. I agree with I don't that premise. That I think that all. You know, I don't, I don't think that it's, it's it's right by any stretch of the imagination. But I think that I think that people are hopeful that at some level that that COVID nineteen by itself is something that most people can fight off. And so I think sometimes you feel like if there was an underlying thing there, oh, it wasn't completely COVID nineteen. I mean, I I, I don't know. I'm not saying yeah, like if, if, if it weren't for COVID-19 and your asthma or your diabetes or none of that would have flared up and killed you all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. You know, be off the but everybody was coming into this year with their 2020. You can't keep <laughs> me off the streets, man. Keep it for himself. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not speaking for me. I'm immune. <laughs> Yo, see, see what I mean? But even, even beyond that, though, even beyond that, though, there's, like, there's, there's already... There's already evidence of people who are completely healthy that this is knocked off. So that doesn't right. matter either. Right. That's what, that's it, what I'm saying. I, like, like you, I want no parts. I want no smoke. Now I want I no smoke with this young man. I, yo, I, I ain't I mean, even I'm seen outside rumble. in the last year. I rumble when I have to, but for right, for right now, I'm running. He got to catch me. I know it's not healthy, but I ain't even got fresh. I ain't even got fresh air in the last two days. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a, yo. I'm a I'm a coward right now. And the thing is, the air right now is probably the freshest it's been since we've been alive. (laughs) I'm a coward, cleansing itself. Yeah, I'm a straight coward. I don't want no. I don't want no status. Speaking of that, are them pictures? Are them pictures from Venice, Italy, real? You, you, you've been. I have not. Are them pictures real, man? Well, what, what, what pictures? Like it, the, the, the. Waterways in Venice, Italy, are like pristine now, like oh, totally I mean, clean. And like, I don't know, awesome. man. Define, like I said, I, like I, said I have been there, and the waterways do not look like those pictures. The waterways would be green. <laughs> All I'm saying is, <laughs> and I ain't talking about that. We in 2020, dog. I can't even blue green. I, I can't even tell you what's real or fake in 2020, man. Yeah, I don't no, know. No. We really, we really mm-hmm. are, we really are in the matrix right now, though. So but it, it really could be though. Because I've seen some evidence that it seemed like the earth trying to cleanse itself. I mean, besides that, it's knocking off thousands of people a week. But other than that, I mean, I, I see I see it in my hood. Like, just that, just the mm. air and, the, um, you know, the, the animals. Trees that you see. thought was dead <laughs> are blooming. You know I'm like, yeah, I'm about to take over. <laughs> the murder rig down. Uh, murder uh, rig down right now in Philly. Ain't nobody bodying each other in Philly no more. Yo, 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 yo. Alfred they Hitchcock movies are coming to life. <laughs> Bird, yo, just a bunch of domestic violence because cats don't know their spouse. Right, right. 
Put this chicken in my crib. All right, so look, man. <laughs> Hot topic. Yo, bookie, be safe, though. <laughs> my, my bookie. Yo. Y'all know the deal with my Yo, bookie. I've been telling you that. Um, there's not much going on right now. I mean, it's a, it's a few things you can bet on, um, but nothing really real. But if you get an account right now, you know, go to mybookie.ag, get your account up, use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, and get your account set up for when sports are back, and then you degenerates go crazy. Um, because you haven't been able to do it for a long time. So just make sure you get on mybookie.ag today. You can play, win, and get paid when sports return. Um, hot, hot topics, there's not many of them. That's why we're basically doing a show full of quotes of the week. But one thing I did hear today, uh, the Little League World Series has been canceled. I think they saw that coming. But that's kind of like you think about kids, and their graduations and their proms and stuff like that. I mean, for a lot of these Little League World Series kids, that's the same type of thing. Like, this might be like a once-in-a-lifetime type opportunity. There's no telling that even when you're back and playing next season that your team is going to be good enough or lucky enough to make that run to qualify for the Little League World Series, especially, you know, some of them kids that's like 16 talking about they 12. They definitely won't have Man, listen. another shot at it that's, because their their goatee gonna grow in by next year. And <laughs> no, man, that that that's like the I, it's it's once in a lifetime thing to happen. So that's kind of sad, man. I actually I've been to the Little League World Series. Um, I wasn't playing enough, and I was you know visiting my aunt who was in Muncie prison up there for a murder. But that's another story for another show. Um, yeah! but it's right by it's right by it's right by where they play at, and Williams like you know so. While, while we were out there, we went into the went to see the Little League World Series, and I, you know, um, to think that kids won't get this experience is kind of nice. man. Yeah, but I mean, it's the world we're in, man. I'm like that. My, my son missed his. He gonna miss his whole spring baseball season, but he wasn't going to the series. So you know, that's always Yo, all these dudes. What about <laughs> what about AAU basketball? Because that's all year round. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what's that gonna look like? Got, I've been telling y'all, like, his coach got all this uh, fancy stuff that he ordering, these fancy shooting shirts and bags. It's about to be for, like, laundry around the house and pajamas. Damn, I just thought about that. Like, them. yo, you know. Yo, yo. I got a, I got a real. How cats going to get their bribes if they know AAU? I got a real, I got a real sad story. Well, Jimmy Kristen ain't going to Duncan's out of business this year. <laughs> Jamin was selected to the Olympic development program in, uh, for his uh-huh. uh, 2008 thing, right? So he got injured in November. It started, it started last year. He got injured in November. So he had to take like three months off, three and a half months. As soon as he comes back, COVID, Nothing. yo, Bull, Bull missed his entire 2008 U-12 Olympic development program season. The entire Damn, thing. So when you start talking, you start talking about the bags being, you know, when you get involved in that stuff, they hit you up and they run you for the bags. So we paid four hundred dollars for uniforms and bags that he probably oh, would never use. All, the type of the type of soccer football circuit that you involved in, it's already diesel per year. You already paying a few grand yeah. per year just, you know, to to see what's not, what. Not, all not, I know. Not a bone all I know is. Nice. All I know is that uh, the the Austin son is like Pele, man. I saw them videos. I'm like, yo, he nice. Like, yo, what's wrong with your son, yo? 
<laughs> them African <laughs> jeans is like there. He looked like Pele. <laughs> His handle was me. <laughs> yeah, he got some of me About the same yeah. size height. Yeah, he's like six feet, 12, 11 years old. Yeah. Boy, look, boy, the boys out there looking like Freddie Adu. I'm only saying Freddie Adu and Pele because they're the only two black brothers I know that play on soccer. <laughs> other than that, I don't know. Yo, I know, yo, the three black soccer players I know are Freddie Adu, Pele, and, and Jimon. That's it. So, <laughs> real quick, B. Austin had posted something on social media earlier this week. Mike Tyson is Smart? getting in shape oh, to box again, but he's just you know he's trying to jump in the ring to do like three and four round exhibition matches for charity. But you know that's not what the headlines say, and you know nobody in the world reads past the headlines. So you know everybody was so shocked and everybody had jokes and who he gonna fight? What are he fighting? Blah, blah, blah. It, it takes two minutes to read past a headline and see that the, the dude's trying to get in the ring for charity. But a good point came up in the conversation when when people did start to read. Like, even in a charity event, who the hell is going to volunteer to fight Mike Tyson? Any takers? Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> He's one of the two, because like we said, as much as we admire Mike, and you know how you know, we're great fans of Mike. I was never really interested in being in Mike's presence or hanging around Mike. <laughs> I just think sometimes he has this switch that goes off, and I don't think he walks in the room and hits the switch on purpose. I think like his shoulder bumps into the switch by mistake, and he turns into a whole different person. So you get in the ring and he start having flashbacks of of, of years past, and he might forget that this is. This is an exhibition. Yo, yo, yo. yeah. Yo, all, all I, 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 I got to know is Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's right hand is the equivalent of thirteen hundred pounds hitting you. I'm cool. You, you got it. I'm not. I'm not exhibitioning, dude. I'm not fighting, dude. If he did, <laughs> you see, in the ring with Mike. What are you guys doing? This is supposed to be an exhibition. You understand? An exhibition. Yo. Supposed to be an exhibition. Yo, my Brody, man, my man, man bit somebody's, my man bit somebody's ear off with the whole world watching. So why am I feeling right now? Why, why am I getting? And that's what I'm saying. Not even really in a in a boxing big, setting. Yeah, like it knocks out people and rapes people and rips off people. Just, just think about this. I'm the most brutal and efficient and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. And then Yo, I'm not that, getting in the ring with that. After that, Bogan, be like, give to the march of dimes. Like, come on, Mike. I'm not, I'm not getting in the ring with that. Yeah, we're not doing that. All right, so the um, 2020 NFL draft was last weekend. Um, what did you guys think? And I'm talking about, you know, the way the draft had to go down this year. It was basically virtual, like uh, everything else in life right now. We had some moments um, because everybody in their family was sitting on their sofas with cameras in their house. Wasn't a lot of social distancing going on in a lot of these families. You can't tell nope. me that 
all 19 people on the sofa live in, in those residences. But um, can't tell me what did y'all think about the virtual draft? Did you think it went off smooth? Yeah, Is 2020 off, technology basically saved the day. Yeah, it went off. I thought it went off quite uh, quite well. Uh, we saw some interesting things. We saw uh, uh, the doe girl hugging on dude. She got yanked off. That was funny. Oh yeah, wasn't. She she didn't want it to happen and go down anyway. But you know, and then uh, we saw. The other young man yank his phone out of his girl's. Well, we don't know whether that's his girl, but yank his uh, phone oh, out of the Myra's uh, hand. Oh, she also used to be Trey Young's girl. I think she's um she belongs to the street homeless girl. I think she's she, part of she's a, yeah she's a she two. belongs to the she belongs to the streets. But listen though, um, yeah. I actually enjoy. You actually enjoy the draft. Like it's part like just nosiness to see inside other people's cribs. It's part like mm-hmm. um, the fact that there's no sports going on at all. Shout out to um, Cliff Kingsbury in his career. You can see, yo, Cliff Kingsbury stunted on the whole world, looking like Tony Stark's in that John. Like, <laughs> looking like, like he bodied everybody. He 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 won the night. Like, you know what I'm saying? He he won. But yo, um, he was telling was he was telling to, to draft people. Edith, draft <laughs> draft C. E. Lamb. Okay, Mr. Stark. Yeah, his his yeah. Was, he was, he was stunned. Yo, he, my man had a palatial estate during a draft. Yo, stunned. My man, he, he got fully dressed with with no socks on. Like, come on, cuz. Like, he, he, he That's why you person. know he knew it, Jim, because Yo, with the business he was at hand, I'm sure his house had like a den, an office, or, or something like that. There's no reason to draft in the room that he drafted in unless no, he was just he did, show off. He was styling for that photo. Peepot, Peepot, he had his foot up. He had three cell phones sitting on the little jaw with the dual monitors. <laughs> with, with, with his foot, with his foot lightly placed on the jaw, showing he had no socks right. on. Like one right. man was. He had a, he, yo, listen. Yeah, and, 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 and the monitors, the monitors were on a desk. The, the, the monitors were on a coffee table. Like you know, that, that's not yo, what you did. Even if you were, if you were yo, doing a fantasy football draft, you wouldn't have did it there. Dog. <laughs> then he's sitting there posed. He got the he got the glass the glass showing his backyard. Yeah, he got yeah, the he got the he got the infinity pool. But hold on though, he got the fire pit lit in broad daylight. Why your fire pit lit? Other than the fact that you were trying to body that photo. And to his credit, he did body the photo because that was ill. But let's not act like you didn't do it on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. so you enjoyed it though, then the whole virtual aspect. Oh, I, I did, I did because. Like I said, it's a yo, because then on the flip side of that, you had like um Cincinnati who had they do drafting in the closet, so you get to see how uh, different organizations, you know, how they treat their people. Um, you get to see the family and how everybody reacts. So I thought it was your actually man, pretty um, interesting. Like it was your man Belichick. He just he's stunting, trying to show how much smarter than everybody is. He left the room, had his dog drafting for him. Yo, boy had his dog drafting. Like I don't even need to be here. My dog got this dog. Yo, Andy Reid just looked like so Andy Reid. Andy Reid looked like he was in, in a basement. He had a elliptical machine next to him. Like, <laughs> Andy Reid is mad Andy Reid, yo. Like, yeah, man. the whole thing was interesting to me, man. Gettleman from the Giants, uh, he was in there struggling to put on a mask. You're in a room by yourself. Not sure why you had a mask, but he did later say <laughs> he was in the room with a young IT guy. Why he said that's the young part? Of, I, yeah, I, don't even know, kind of, I don't even know why that was necessary. 
But I was in the that's room. That's kind of kind of That's kind of kind of sad. Yeah, I got a young need IT guy in the room or older. Harvey and that sound like that sound like the headline of a of a of a of a, of a crime. Sound movie. like he was. Sound like he was uh, wine training. In the room, room with young IT guy. Like what is that, cuz? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's so he's so any interesting, uh, you know, during the draft events, like as far as the actual I mean, picks go? I mean, I mean the Eagles hate everything. Eagles quarterback. The Eagles hate everything that happens, but it's some interesting things happen. You know, they took Jalen Rieger in the first round. Um, fans hated that. I think they were talked into liking it later, you know, once they realized how speedy this guy was and, and some of the players oh. whose name came up in comparison. You know, you had, of course, yeah. you had the D, the Sean Jackson. You had the Tyreek Hill. I think that's what really um, got people going. You heard, like, Brandon. He ain't nowhere not here. Are the Eagles drafting a football team or are they drafting a track team? They, you know. We going, you know, Jimmy, we going in the opposite direction. We've been slow for so long that the pendulum has swung completely. They just drafting all track athletes. I mean you got a, you got <laughs> all a track strong athletes. arm quarterback now. You gotta let him let him do what he do. Um let him let him get quarterback he's talking about. Well the other one is just as fast as Don't the do other that. <laughs> but no, nah, you know they got him, they got John Hightower, Quez Watkins, they traded for Marquise Goodwin. Um, he's a Deshaun Jackson type. He's always on the injured list. The fast dudes always pop their hamstrings. But, yeah, they, they do have a track team. So, basically, tryouts – well, not tryouts, but camp, because some of these guys won't make the team. But camp is basically going to be, you know, the four dudes that you got, whoever makes the four-by-one relay team and maybe a, an alternate or two. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, they 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 trying to get at it in, in that way. Oh. Second round, so, they so picked Jared, up Jalen Hurts. That's what Jimmy's been talking about. Yeah, yeah, he he, he taking shots at us. But real quick, before we go to that, how do you feel about, how do you feel about the speed? How do you feel about it going in the complete opposite direction? And is it really to go deep, or is it to open up the field for Ertzmore? No, I, I think it's both. I mean, it, it's oh. definitely going to be both because they're going to run. I mean, the reason. Eagles fans were so upset because they didn't take Jefferson from LSU. What you just said is the reason they did not take him. They're not looking for a slot receiver. They're looking for people. They're looking for speed on the outside because they're going to be running a lot of double tight end sets with Ertz and Goddard. So they're looking for dudes to open up, you know, as they say, take the top off the defense so those two dudes can work the middle of the field. All the speed is going to be on the outside and the backfield. And then you're going to have your, you know, your two tight ends, two stud tight ends, I might add, you know, in the middle mm-hmm. tearing everything up. So, you know, you understand that's the, that's, you know, what they're trying to do. That's the style that they're trying to play. So um, a lot of people think how he always try, you know, he always tries to outthink everybody else, which is why his draft picks don't work out. Um, I guess the percentage that fans would like. But if you really did a study and looked around the league, everybody thinks that about their team. Everybody thinks a lot of these draft picks didn't work out the way that we thought, but it's magnified when it's your team. So 
I mean, because it's crazy to say that all his draft picks don't work when they just won the Super Bowl two seasons ago. Dudes aren't superstars, but they added to a team that was good enough to make that kind of run. So. Yo, 50, 51%, thus far, 51% of Howie Roseman's uh, drafts, draft selections have worked out. Uh, I think that's a heck of a I think that's pretty good. Ratio. <laughs> one, one out of every two guys. Uh, we have a lot of idiot fans, one of which will probably join us because, Damn. you know, he's our brother. Damn. But we have a lot of idiot fans that only look at skill positions. Like, if you don't draft the absolute top five wide receiver, cornerback, uh, running back, then it's a failure. Well, what if you get the best fact guys allotted to you? I mean, the Patriots made a, a, a an entire dynasty off of not getting high, uh, highly touted or highly rated draft choices in, on the outsides, on the skill positions. You win Super Bowls with the fat guys. Spend, and salute to Andy Reid, because he always used to do that. Andy, Andy was drafting the best fat people available. Never mind a wideout. Yo, because he get all them late in the draft. Like, anyway, people don't like, yo... He gets all them late in the draft. People don't pay attention to the to the to the fat guys up front that Andy does. All they do is pay attention to the to, uh, Tyreek Hill and, yeah. and, and the guys that are. No, you know, I mean, but that's like why that. you have that's why you have fans like dismissing a fourth round pick that Bill Belichick got in return for a retired player. Oh, it's just a fourth round, just Yo. a fourth round pick. Like teams Yo. that win, like they get like like Beyonce just said, they get the fat guys on both lines of scrimmage early in drafts. And then they're filling out their team with depth in the fourth round. And sometimes you hit on a stud who, who got that kind of work ethic, who got a chip on his shoulder because he was in the fourth round or later. So, you know, it, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, that's the kind of stuff that just happens in these drafts, man. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that later. Uh, the biggest thing in sports going on right now is the 10 part. Uh, series on Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls, The Last Dance, that they're spoon-feeding on Netflix. Not Netflix, on ESPN. It'll be on Netflix after the conclusion. It's already on some piracy sites, but uh, you know, Jim, I know, speaking for Jimmy and myself, like, a lot of people are getting, trying to get us to go ahead and watch the whole thing, but, like, we kind of like the camaraderie since there's no sports going on. The camaraderie that we have yeah. in our chat group watching it all together on the nights that ESPN is feeding to you on Sunday nights. So the latest episode, um, the latest two episodes kind of focused on Dennis Rodman, um, his whole story, and it focused on Chicago's rivalry or when they used to get their butts kicked every year by the Detroit Pistons. Um, Even having Dennis on that team, the kind of stuff he used to do against the Bulls, um, i.e. to Scottie Pippen, And then him joining the team and the kind of antics that Phil Jackson was willing to put up with because they know they needed somebody like him in the fold. Um, while we talk about this, I'm going to bring Tobias on the line. He's a huge Bulls fan, so he can just rap about this with us. Uh, Tobias, what's going on, good brother? How are you? Oh, what's going on, gentlemen? Roll damn How are you, sir? Hey, Roll I was about damn to God. Roll down tie, and I feel sorry for y'all for picking Jalen Hurts. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway, that's what I'm saying. Hey, well, hey, that's cool. 
when, when, football. He might play. I take that back. He hey. might play. I mean, <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. You can feel sorry for us because he might play. He's still in football in Oklahoma, man. I know. I know you hating. I know you hating on him and all that. But he looks okay in Oklahoma. Everybody's I mean, you know, okay in Oklahoma. Hey, Oklahoma. Oklahoma ain't the NFL, homie. Hey, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. But, again, I, listen, you you never know how someone translates to the next level, man. Big 12. Hey, a, lot of dudes out here, a lot of dudes out here, y'all thought was going to be nice that ain't, ain't nice. But let's not get into that, too, man. Let's talk about <laughs> yeah, the but, but, hey, but, you know, but, but y'all about the – taking a shout out, my man, James, man. You taking but a hey, shot at my man? I ain't, say, I ain't say nothing about Jameis, man. It's the same right. guy whose team I mean, took Pastor Lynch, but anyway, but let's go ahead here. As I was listen, saying, man, um, Jamie, listen, <laughs> Jameis Winston is a listen. I will never disrespect the third the, the third quarterback for the Saints. I mean, I will never disrespect him. So, you know, <laughs> Jalen Hurts is the black taste of Hill. Is all I got to say. But why are we discussing the third string quarterback? He's a, Lamar Jackson. How many other third string quarterbacks do we even know? Hey, but but here's the thing. But like, why why are you talking about the Bulls? But before I say that, a lot of, most most of these NFL teams are built up with players from four, fifth, six, seven, and undrafted players. So when people say, "Oh, I just gave up a four, that's where a lot of your team come from. And so I just want yep. people to think about that. And, uh, there's more there's more third, fourth, and fifth rounders than first round. Yep, you're right. Because half the first round bust, including receivers have a really high burn out. They burn out. They were, you know, they were stars coming into the league. So when they burn out, they a lot of those guys don't just settle back into a role and being an average player. Like them dudes bust and they gone. They out of here. Yeah, <laughs> fourth and fifth round receiver. That's what I tell role. her. When I bust, I'm gone. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm settling back. <laughs> He's settling back but, after you. you. Yeah, I know y'all talking about the Bulls, right? And, uh, first things first. Today is Isaiah Thomas's birthday. Go to hell, you, you dumb, you filthy nature. Is all I got to say. I don't give a damn it's your birthday. But uh, listen, man, Lane, no, no, I know Isaiah's standing, man. We gotta give Isaiah his roses while he's here, oh, man. Isaiah oh, Thomas oh, is one of the ball players. Isaiah, Isaiah has and the rivalry Isaiah that he was having against Mike. Yo, hey, the craziest I don't part like though, him. Jimmy, is that but, he's I, from Chicago. I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he hate it. In his hometown because of some but, yellow eye ball. I don't like Isaiah. I really hate Bill Lane Beer. Bill Lane Beer house on fire. Bro. Probably put some kerosene on it to keep the flame Bro. going. I, but listen, I I bang with Bill Lane Beer just because he keeps that same energy. Like, yeah, and I respect I that. I can't help, I can't I can't help but respect someone who like yo thirty years later like yo I still don't like you like I gotta respect I think that. Supremacy. Yeah. Hey, but but you know, but uh, Isaiah people people hate on him. I don't like him, but I re- I do believe he's the second greatest point guard ever, and uh, I really believe that. And, and I know the analytics boys don't like him, but when you watch him play, especially one of the greatest games ever was that game against the Lakers where he sprained his ain't twenty five and a quarter on him. This guy was like yeah. nineteen and nine. <laughs> he was great nineteen and ten as a point guard. Yeah. The dude was a buck sixty going to the hole. Being the best player on a team, and I Damn just wish people ball. understand how good he was as a player. I gotta give him respect. Yeah, on that. Yeah, no Listen, my man was averaging thirteen. He was averaging thirteen. No, his punching power is trash. He averaged like thirteen assists, passing the ball off mm-hmm. to James Edwards and John Sally and and and, and, and cats like that. Like, I mean, you know, no disrespect to John Stockton, but Carmelo was a bucket. Like, you know, 
He's a what? Hey. I just hey, hey, you know what? Else, he, he was. He was number two, but what's he what's he at score now? Like I, I forgot. Like hey, Brian too. Long. You know what? You know the funny part is Isaiah used to pass the ball to Vinny Johnson, but 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 Vinny ball so long it wasn't an assist no more. <laughs> Yo, Vinny, yeah. Vinny gets Vinny wasn't giving it back, that's for sure. But yeah. I hate it's like what what kills me though is that uh, people like I hear like these people every time this documentary comes, they talk about Bron. And it's like it's two different eras, but there are some similarities where you get your head beat in. You, you get those lumps on your head, and then when you finally conquer that team, it, it makes it feel so much sweeter that you really came up because Braun had to mature as a player. His teams did. It Michael, did, and, he has, and, and Grant had to mature. LeBron has a couple of teams that come to mind, but even in, in like today's era, it's not really the same thing because teams change so often. Like LeBron, so I can't say go out and make management I, I, like yo. You got to get me some help, and then you come back and half of the help is from the team that you were trying to beat. Like, yo, I hate, I hate help. the fact that LeBron is coming. LeBron has nothing to do with this documentary. That I hate the comparisons. I hate that they're bringing them up. It just bothers me. Like the game is, it's too many variables to try to make the comparison. The game is it's different. We will never see a time again. Where one guy gets drafted to a team and just plays his whole career, a star player. That's not. That's, that's done. It's done. Right. You know. And so all you guys out there who got young talent on your team, just understand they won't be there forever. They're gonna go. Like we're just living mm-hmm. in a different era with different rules, a different type of basketball game. I mean, they're 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 basically track meets and three point contests. It's a right. whole different and, and, type of basketball. And the players it's not even the same rules. Up. They freed themselves up to the point where. Nobody's waiting around to get their head beat in four years in a row by the same teams. Like they're going out to get some help. They they or they're going to exactly. play with them. Because like, again, we live in a, we live in a society, to. right? We live in a society, not just basketball, but in life in general, where we're practicing trying to get more efficient at everything all the time. Is it more efficient to sit and get my head beat in? Are more efficient to be like, yo, I could just move this piece here, this piece there. We're talking about, you know, we live in an analytic game. It's about efficiency. It's not efficient to sit around and lose to the same team, get swept, literally get beat up for year after year. Man, F that. I tell, tell you this. Uh, I understand how it makes you stronger. It's just not how people go about stuff these days. Ironically, if, if you also want, make you stronger. Like, Boy, if, I'm if, sorry. If, if people pay attention to that documentary, Michael had to help. But they had to mature. They had to mature as players. So I'm sorry, people. 1987, 88, Scotty Pippen averaged seven or nine points a game. That wasn't helping you win the title. He had to mature as a player, along with Hart, Grant, and right. B.J. Armstrong. You, know, like you don't really know that they're help until they actually help. Like, nobody, but, 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 nobody like, Scotty Pippen didn't get drafted, and they're like, oh, it's on now. I mean, you let people tell the story now, especially Mike Detractors. They're gonna act like that, like oh man, Scotty yeah. came and then it was on. Like they didn't win yeah. a chip until Scotty's fourth year, but you don't really know that you have help until they show themselves to be help. And Scotty got better also, listen, every year. But that's why championships like, are so sweet because you can't point your finger at one thing to buy it. So it's, it's it's kind of ludicrous to point your finger at help or maturity. They got the right coach. They got the right system. Like, they would have never won with Doug Collins when Doug Collins let Mike score 60 a game and didn't care about anything else. They would have never won like that. So, yeah, yeah that's like the one thing I'm trying to is, like, everything has Give me your Obama phone acting up. You mean sound like you're far away. There you go. Give me your Obama phone, man. 
But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's all um, I'm saying. Everything has to fall in place. The right coach, the right system, everything. Hey, AJ, hey, when he said that to you, this is what you sounded like. You sounded like Puff at the end of victory. It's all messed up now. <laughs> We're going through now. That's exactly what he sounded like. I don't know, you know what, what phone he was on. But it's all and, and messed you know, up. It, it, it kind of makes me think of Giannis, man. They're like, well, Giannis got to leave. And I'm like, damn, the dude just became good like two years ago. <laughs> and, right. And, and today's basketball, Giannis got to go. <laughs> and today's basketball, he got to go. And you still may not win it. That's go the crazy part about it. Everybody praises Chris Middleton until they talk about Giannis's chances of winning the championship. Like, like, it's like people will tell you now, man, Chris Middleton can go, which he can. But if they don't win a little this bit. season, if we have a season, that's when people go, man, Middleton ain't no second on no championship team. Like he was earlier in the season when they were like way ahead of everybody in the standings. Think, think, think about this, fellas. Everybody's about you know Remember, remember when Brian was in Cleveland the first time, Tobias? Yeah. Uh, every year, he's picked to win. They're killing people in the regular season. Then when they don't win, LeBron ain't got no help. That's how it works. It is, it is matchups because remember everybody talking about, well, you got to break up Simmons and then beat I'm like, you know there was a, a eight bounce at the rim from possibly making the finals themselves. <laughs> you know, people, uh, sometimes things just don't fall your way. And, and like, remember those LeBron teams of Cleveland? They couldn't match up with Orlando. Orlando was a kryptonite. They couldn't match up with them. And I remember Kenny Smith was talking about, like, how they always beat Phoenix. But they were lucky they played Phoenix. They matched up with them, but they couldn't beat Seattle. But they was lucky they never played Seattle in the playoffs. A lot of times it's just matchups that may not go your way. And, um, yeah. and maybe switch your teams. That doesn't mean you're still going to win. Look at Miami Heat, right? He had Braun, Wade, and Bosch. And they won two titles in four years. And honestly, they were Ray Allen shot for being one title in four years. And yeah. so it's no guarantee. Yeah. And, um, you know, Jimmy was just talking about it the other day, like his own squad, talking about the Lakers. In 91, when, when the Bulls won their first title, speaking of the last dance, the Lakers weren't even really supposed to be there. But they, that was a they great got match. Got some good matchups. <laughs> you know, yeah. Magic, magic. And the rest was history. Yeah. Was in- Portland, Portland was the wow. best team that year. Portland, Portland and then the Spurs were the two best teams in the West. And Lakers just got in the playoffs and, you know, caught fire. And Magic was, like, averaging a triple-double. And Yo, Divock played. Speaking of that game one, because I know um, Tobias always touting Horace Grant. I just want to know. I just want to let you know that I rewatched that game and and um, Perkins was throwing hot Grease on on Horace Grant all game one. Hey. I didn't watch the rest of the series yet, so he may have redeemed himself. But Worthy was oh, he did. grease firing um, but... and and Perkins was grease firing Horace Grant. It was nothing they could but, do about it. But with him, that's another thing about the part fitting was that he was athletic uh, for who could run, who could switch as well, and you weren't counting him to score all the time. You see him get the rebounds, do the dirty work. And now no one can predict that Stacey King was hitting the Golden Corral when he got drafted. Uh, the dude was a buck 80 and caught you 250 and got the league in his shorts. Heist up his thighs. I don't know what's so going on with Stacey King. Could, you say Horace could run and switch or run and snitch? 
both. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Harden looking like Cole from Martin in that last dance. So, I, I say, because uh, the previews for next week look like Harden was got the mouth open a little bit too much. Hey, back in Harden, hey, Harden 6'9", is all I'm saying is, if we're going to talk about snitching, we got to talk about the fact that Hard if we're going to talk about nine. snitching, wow. if we're going to talk mm-hmm. about snitching, we got to talk about Mike and his snitching. I mean, now Mike, we see Kobe was trying to emulate that, too. How you snitching my man on a plane like that? Like, yo. <laughs> I mean, he, he talking about, yo, he got <laughs> he, he got all these girlfriends. And like, yo, boys, like, yo, stop saying that on camera, cuz. Mike, I had snitching. He's like, he like, my parents going to watch this. But he, he already warned us. He was like, the stuff y'all see between him and Scott Burrell is going to make you think he's a terrible person. And we already discussed that. Like, Mike, we already think And they get along person. great. Cause, and they said they were actually yeah. friends. And they get along great. Yeah, but he treats him like Yo, he's man. a young basically. He's yep. stunned him a lot. Y'all, y'all realize that Scott Burrell was drafted in the first round? Scott Burrell was drafted in the first round of the NBA and baseball? There was not too many people that could say that. Yeah. Like, no, no, he, no, he's a tremendous athlete. He was a tremendous, yeah. tremendous athlete. That whole sequence between Jordan and Scott Burrell reminded me of a of a milder uh, Gilbert Arenas and uh, Nick Young. You know what? Gilbert be doing stuff to Nick Young that I don't care how tight we are and how much love I got, you getting punched in the mouth. But you're not disrespecting <laughs> You're punched in the mouth. Yeah, like, I didn't realize that. In yeah, I didn't Wait, realize that Scott Burrell was drafted in the first round in both both uh, leagues. I'm like, yo, that's that's pretty impressive. But they he said once he got career. to the NBA, once he got to the NBA, he was like satisfied being in the NBA. He ain't had that hunger. He was like, I made it. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, you know, I know you guys. You know, it's about time to go because I know Rob probably lying going nuclear right now about the Eagles. I, lo- I love when he goes nuclear, but. Uh, <laughs> I know, like, Bucks fans, right, are crazy on Twitter, right? I love egging them on. And, uh, you know, at first it was like, man, I can't wait to get rid of Chambers. Good, get rid of him. Ha, ha, he hasn't got signed. Oh, he going to the Saints. Man, that's messed up, man. He left the Bucks, and he going to the Saints. I'm like, well, he's a free agent. But yeah, when you drop somebody the- off, especially as Why you mad? as they did Jameis, how are you mad that they go to a rival? What, like, they, they're really supposed to look out for the fans? I got a question for you, Sabah. I'm not going to go here because Bucks don't like them. Yo, the Bucks. I'm all about the black quarterback getting their shot, man. Let me ask you a question, though, Tobias. With that being said, how do you feel about Jameis being a third-string quarterback behind some dude named Taysom? Well, I don't think he's a third-string. I think they gave Taysom money to shut him up. But, hey, if he could get in over Teddy Bridgewater, who's scared to throw the ball past seven yards, they know. But, honestly. That's a lot of hush money. But. Yeah. yeah, honestly, how is Taysom making seventeen million this year and Jameis making one million? Taysom sold the ball. Yo, Taysom has only sold the ball like ten times his whole career. He's Not making more millions than, than pass attempts. Yeah, you know seven what? Completions. You know, Taysom's a Mormon. His whole so career, eight or nine kids already got to feed them. So if he say he can't feed his family, he's probably telling the truth. But uh, but. The market, but the but the one thing is, I'll, I look at it like this. I I think we don't know. There was no real other Yo, spots out there. Taysom Hill, what? Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's racism, but, yo. Hey, but, t- you shout know, out to uh, uh, 
Esotericism Modi. in the um, chat room. He said Taysom plays more than one position. That's Modi. not why they play. Nah, but I mean we but, have you know, we have people we have people Yo, saying with straight face that that Lamar Jackson is a poor man's Taysom Hill. <laughs> this man has completed seven passes in his career. Like. If, if he was that dude, he'd have played on Bridgewater. I hear, I hear all of that. Yo, Dev, do you know how much they're paying, dude? Yeah, I saw his new contract. Yeah, and we, yeah. and the thing is, remember, we knew that he was going to get paid, but then we didn't know that they were going to, in turn, sign Jameis Winston as well. Like people are automatically calling him a third-string quarterback, but when they signed him, they said, you know, competition for the second-string quarterback. And like you guys said earlier, like Taysom Hill, for all the extra that he may bring to the offense once in a while for a few plays per game, couldn't even play over Teddy Bridgewater when, you know, the test really came, when Drew Brees went down for a few games. Like, I personally don't think Teddy Bridgewater is that good. And even though they went 5-0 and with him at the helm, I really thought everybody stepped up, helped him out. You know, he managed the games well, didn't make mistakes, but didn't do anything out of the ordinary to win games. Hey, and man. You know, they think he's as good as, they, as, you know, as they say they think he is. There's no reason why he shouldn't have played more. There's a reason that – you know what I say? Uh, I know people like, oh, 1.1 million – I would take one point one million to be the backup in the Orleans that coached by Sean Payton and take a ten million and go to Jacksonville. <laughs> I'd rather just take the one million. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know about that, cuz. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. Career, <laughs> you know, by, 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 I don't know about you being too. The reason I'm saying that is here's the reason I'm saying that. The reason I'm saying that if you had design of rehabbing your career and being a starter, and again. Would you take that hit there for one year or go over there to this mess here over there? And knowing that man, hey, this when this goes this, 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 this is football, stuff, man. Y'all, y'all, this people football, take for granted, like, like, no matter what people say to you and, and, you know, when they get on TV, money matters. You know what I'm saying? We had this discussion all the time. We talk about the, the Clippers. As bad as they've been for all these years, it really never mattered to their – to their team owner because they were making money hand over fist. Hey, they have a guy ball. now. They have a guy now who seems to care. And I know a lot of people care about their career and want to get better, but there's not too many people out there that's gonna skip ten million Yo, to learn. You said ten money. versus one. It's not like you said two if versus somebody one. You said 10, 10, you're, 10 million. You're no, I don't even know. But see, I don't know how. I'm just throwing an arbitrary no. number. But 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 hold on. But if they I offer me ten million, that, so, I'm playing in the XFL. If you offer me one million to play the NFL or ten million to play the XFL, I'm playing the XFL. But, <laughs> but I do think that uh, in this quarterback market, quarterback market is dry because I don't know where the hell Cam Newton's going to end up, or even Andy Dalton now. These guys, like Joe Flacco, I think he's done. But like he's like Yo, a lot of people said, are out there. So. They said Belichick. Belichick said he don't want Dalton. He don't want Cam. We could pick up Reds and then let the other ball. You know, we trade that second round draft pick. But, but, you know, Duh, but, but the thing like is, though, sometimes I, like I, I do think that all, like, he didn't have that many options out there. But I do think it's a good landing spot, though, at the same time so, as well. Y'all know, y'all, know, y'all know that I do not respect Cam Newton as a transvestite. However, I will give him That's B. Austin, by the way. Low management, B. Austin, by the way. 
is getting that type of bread, yo, Cam is worth like 30. What in the name of never mind. But, yo, but you know what it is. So hold on though. I, I just want to say this why real fast. Did y'all see you know Did y'all see Belichick basically said that he's not signing any of these quarterbacks. There's a lot of quarterback talent out there, but they said that mm-hmm. he's trying to prove that he could win with Manny Moe and Jack. Like he's gonna go out there with the inferior with quarterback no. to prove that it was him and not Brady this whole time. Like he's literally he gonna go out, out to prove how <laughs> nah, he, he's going he's out, really out there and lose teams and end up with Trevor Lawrence or or Fields. I'm gonna show y'all. Austin was being very I'm show y'all. He doesn't y'all even like Cam no Newton, so he doesn't think Cam Newton is worth thirty million. Somebody well, said Cam is not worth thirty Patriots, million. Sorry. The Patriots have no money. He, uh, in the chat room, he said, uh, you can put Taysom at quarterback when you run the RPO. You can put Taysom at wide receiver. You can put him in the slot and special teams. He's branded himself in a different way. He doesn't really have a position. You can't do that with Jamison. I mean, with Jamis. But We're talking about playing quarterback. Was tongue-in-cheek because that came from somebody who doesn't think Cam Newton is worth five million. But all of that stuff that you can do with Taysom Hill, like tell me a quarterback who's won anything in the NFL doing all of that. Like at some point. And also, why why didn't Taysom Hill, why didn't Taysom Hill do all that when Drew Brees went down? That's what I'm saying. And plus, if someday he's going to be Drew Brees' successor, dude, you got to learn how to play quarterback. Like so what you can play wide receiver. So what they can put you on special teams. Once you're the starting quarterback, they're not going to do all of that with you. So what does it matter? That you can do all of that. Yeah. It doesn't Not only that, this, this, whoever this person was, I, I, you know, we, we love your support, but you're an idiot when it comes to football. I'm going to tell you exactly why. I agree with that. He if said technically he's not a quarterback, and I agree with that 100%. If you, want, if you want him to take over Drew Brees' spot or you want him to ever be a serious quarterback, athleticism be damned. You cannot put him in the line of fire. I don't care how much defense they legislate out of the NFL because he won't last long enough actually play quarterback. Like, he won't last. So, you know, if, it, if, that's if, the case, if, if you're looking for him to continue doing all of that, then I might as well elevate Jameis Winston to the starter and let Taysom keep playing the Taysom role, if that's the case. <laughs> But if you can't take that offense, if you love all of that about Taysom Hill and you expect him to be the starter one day, something's gonna have to give. You, you can't. Yeah, you play hold on though. Hold on though. He's not even productive doing all that. People say he has the ability to do this. Yo, my man completed seven passes in how many years? He's not even good at doing it. What are we talking about? <laughs> we're not talking about the yo, quarterback. Just called, yo, obviously, yo, we're better? not talking about as a quarterback. We're just talking Taysom. about. As a player, then that's what they should put him instead of paying him as a quarterback. Yeah, they paid him as a quarterback. Yeah, that's the Taysom Hill is 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 uh is Tebow. No, he's Tebus. He's saying some stuff now that I'm that I agree with. He said he's not taking over Drew's spot. That's why they resigned. That's not why they resigned him, and he will not be a starting quarterback in the NFL. From what I've seen so far of him. So why pay him like I that? I, I would make a, so I would make a Fred Hughes statement like this guy will never be a starting quarterback in the NFL. But however, 
you hear things out of the Saints camp and, you know, people who follow the team and guys who make statements like Lamar Jackson's a poor man, Taysom Hill, that they look at him as being the future. I hope. Yo, they paid him yeah, I hope for Saints fans, because I don't really care, but for Saints fans' sake, I hope that that's not true. But I've heard that they hey, really high. You know what's, what's funny, though? Saints fans are actually, a lot of them are actually cool with Winston being a backup and you're seeing what happens. I just think that, uh, you know, this market dry. You may have some spots open up next year, but you got a lot of teams with young guys they got to see, like Denver got to see what Drew Locke gives him a year. Gans with Haskins, see what he has. Buffalo got to make a decision on Josh Allen. They got to be coming to their sense, you know, this guy can't hit the ocean standing in it. That's another reason why I hate the quarterback wins um, stat. Make the playoffs, yeah. but he ain't that good. <laughs> so, there's, and Baker Mayfield also is up against it. Third year, they don't like what he has. There may be a spot for someone else to step in. So, uh, no, I mean, like you said, what you're Orleans. saying is true. There's only there's only about like five spots that are like solidified, and some of those cats that have solidified spots are are in their forties. So there's gonna be a lot of a lot of opportunity because it's not like cats get the same leash they used to. You get a season yep. and a half if you ain't if you ain't looking nice, and you know you gotta get out of here. Right. Yep. And, and you may be able to reset it with a good early season, like a cat like Baker Mayfield. Had a had a better rookie season than they expected. So that second season, he's going to get a little extra time. <laughs> but you know, yeah. if, if he plays again like he did last season, they're going to be they're going to be second guessing him in, in Cleveland as well. Because, because honestly, if I was Cincinnati, I would have kept Dalton for this reason. You have no mini camps, you have no OTAs, and probably abbreviated training camp, and you're throwing a rookie quarterback, your number one pick out there with nothing around him. <laughs> what what kind of money? What kind of money? What kind of money was Dalton making? That's what I was about to say. It's, it's 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 sometimes you just can't keep a dude as a backup just because of the money he makes. So I want to just come, that, I want to just gotten a, a veteran anyway, just in case they might they might they might get Cam they might get Cam for pennies on a dollar. Get him one of them Jameis contracts. But now that come. now that Andy Dalton has been released, some team can pick him up as a backup. Pay him backup money and have a really good backup. Like I, I wonder what the Bears are thinking. I wonder what the Bears are thinking right now. I, they, they took Nick Foles at twenty something million. Cam Newton's available <laughs> for, for nothing. Andy Dalton's available for nothing. Possibly even Jameis for nothing. And you go take on all those extra years of Nick Foles. Yeah, he know the system, but does that mean he was any good in that system? Bears haven't made good decisions in a while. <laughs> yeah, but Dubai, we <laughs> got to bounce, man. We got some quotes to get to, man. <laughs> hey, y'all, hey, y'all take it easy, man. And remember, man, enjoy y'all families, the time y'all have with y'all families, man. And, Dad, be nice to your kids, man. I know you don't like them, but be nice to them, man. That's right. All right, man. All right, so real quick, let's get the stat of the week out of the way because we got a bunch of quotes we got to get to. Um, currently in the NBA, current active players, have 11, 11 scoring titles between them. Um, I'm pretty sure Kevin Durant has the most um, out of the 11. Um, Michael Jordan, in his career, he had 10 scoring titles by himself. Uh, that's kind of crazy. Because you look at certain yeah. people. I mean, even even like a Durant, um, Carmelo, he's counted in that count. And the thing is, he wouldn't have been because he was out of the league last year. Luckily, he has a spot now, so he's counted in that in that count. But 
there's not a lot of people, not a lot of players in the league who lead the league in scoring and win on that level. So, you you know, you only have a couple of people. Even when Kevin Durant finally started winning, because of the team that he was on, he wasn't the league leading scorer when he actually won his titles. But to have 11, you know, to have active players accounting for 11 right now, and this dude having 10 on his own, that's 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 an impressive stat. No, but, it is. You know. But it also goes to show you how, how systems matter, too. Because he was able to play championship level basketball with the right system. Because I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the only other player I think in recent history was to win a championship in league league and scoring was like Shaq, who was in the same system. That was two thousand, way back in two thousand. Yeah, I think. he's the only yeah. other. He's the only other one, which is interesting that they played within <laughs> the same system with the same coach. Funny thing about it though, that that the you know the two players come from that system, is that system. Is basically made so everybody touches the ball, but I guess you know yeah. you, you do a lot of. They know touching. they know who, they know who the big dog is. So everybody gonna touch the, it, but everybody once, ain't gonna finish. Once the shot clock starts oh. running down, then all right, we gonna stop all yeah. this sharing the ball. Yeah. <laughs> and we gonna give it to the dude who's gonna get that bucket. I, right. I saw I saw a um, a player that 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 played against you know Mike Kobe and even LeBron, and they and they were saying it's like system. That whole triangle thing, it is a great system, but they said in the last, you know, eight seconds of the shot clock, that that flew out the window, man. Everybody, I mean, it gives yeah, you movement. You can get, you but can you get have ultimate movement like before then. But you know, basketball is basketball. When the shot clock goes down, you gotta gotta go to yeah, your break. No matter what system you're in. But at the end of the day, like when you start talking about running that system, and you look at the the, the film of the Lakers and even the Bulls. When they were at their um, championship level, when they were running that system, it, it's like one of the most beautiful things you'll ever see. I mean, compare that to when the Knicks started running triangle, and it's like uh, night and day. Um, <laughs> the about, like, so the system, Houston, the, the system, they, they, they yeah, put the, the ball in their players' hands for isolation at the beginning of the shot clock instead of the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, and that's why they not they will never play championship basketball doing so, but. At the end he's of the one day, of the guys that has multiple it. scoring titles. He's one of the active people that that's in that camp. All right, the so system but, does matter, but at the same time, Kobe also led the league in scoring in their system, but didn't uh, win the championship while he led the league in scoring. Um, yeah. So it's something to be said for that. No doubt. Um, real quick, Jim, let's talk about just just a couple of bars on what happened um, while everybody's on the grind, so we can. Uh, get to what we want to talk about this evening. Yes, sir. And while you were on the grind, uh, for those who don't know what uh, happened while you were on the grind, it's brought to you by Sports the Book. The best sports book ever written. You can get it at sportsthebook.com or go to warmsports.com. That's just the bottom line. But it's time to talk about what happened while you were on the grind this past week. Um, so a lot of you guys saw the slam dunk contest this past year where Aaron Gordon felt as though he was cheated. I mean, you know, I agree with him. But I guess he still felt some type of way. Because under quarantine, my man wrote, recorded, and made a video of a rap song where he's dissing D-Wade for giving him a nine in a dunk contest. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he got time today, so. Nine out of ten, can you please fix your lens? Nine out of ten, got you playing pretend. Nine out of ten, here we go again. Nine out of ten to the <laughs> yeah, the song is called Nine Out of Ten. 
because the way gave him the nod. <laughs> um, if you haven't heard that, take a couple of minutes out of your day just to um get a good laugh. But this is like Jimmy said, it might be just quarantine boredom. Like we're to the point where you know he was the only person in the video, so he definitely social socially distanced while doing it. Um, but yeah, he really wrote a diss song to a dunk contest judge for giving him a nine. Everybody apparently has access to recording equipment and they're using it. No, no, that's him. Anyway, man, um, so salute to Aaron Gordon, man, you know, for releasing his ether against D Wade for a dunk contest. <laughs> yeah, yo, okay. speaking of, he, I guess speaking he of Orlando, drinking by drinking D Wade wine in the in the um, video, like D Wade got paid for nah, that. Man. <laughs> no doubt. Yo, speaking of Orlando, or there is an Orlando Sentinel reporter who thinks that Dan Marino should unretire his number thirteen and let Tua fill in the blanket over because I don't want to pronounce his last name. Um. Have number thirteen as he starts as he starts his career with the Miami Dolphins. You know he was he he believes that numbers shouldn't be retired. People should do what the Cowboys do. Um, you know, I mean, I'll just shout out to CD and be like the nineteenth player to wear number eighty eight. Um, somebody somebody put up a meme about that today too. Somehow it was nice of the Cowboys to um, give CD Lamb a, a number representative of their yearly record. But anyway, this whole Dan Marino thing. Um, <laughs> that was a ball. I, I read the I I read the article. Like when you get down to the parts when he's saying, you know, he thinks you know because since people do their little ring of honors and all of that kind of stuff, he kind of thinks numbers shouldn't be retired. I can understand that. I can agree with that. But since we live in a world where they are, and this one is already retired, no, I don't agree that Dan Marino should be. You know, should be that guy to graciously tell the Dolphins, you should unretire my number so this kid can wear it. Um, one part in the story is a hero in South Florida. Listen, he said, How much, you know, how he could do it all over again. Do you know how <laughs> big of a hero he would be if he did? Yo, do you think Dan Marino has to pay for any meals outside of his home in in Miami? Yo, like I think he's, he's Dan fine. Marino, huh? Yeah, I think he's fine with his with his his herodom down in in South Florida. I don't think he has to give his number up to Tua, you know, in order to re ingratiate himself with the people of South Florida. Yo, I, I my man was bored though. He wrote in yeah. the article. He said. If we allow them to retire numbers, eventually we're going to run out of numbers to let people use. Come on, cuz. Yo, really cut it out, cuz. Stop it. Stop it. Yo, uh, stop it. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Yo, let Dan Marino, let, 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 the, let the, yo, let the great, <laughs> let the I mean, great it, veteran it, it, live. In the future, but technically, there's no such thing as running out of numbers. <laughs> numbers are an infinite thing. I mean, it might be weird if somebody has run out of numbers on their jersey, but technically that statement. <laughs> I mean, because we're already run out of numbers. Right, we're already kind of off of the. There's always been a certain, you know, certain bunch of numbers for certain positions. 
we're already starting to come yeah. off of that. You know, you're seeing wide Pretty receivers much. out there, number two and stuff like that, and they couldn't yeah, do that. All back. receivers wear 80s. Right. All receivers got to wear something in the 80s. Like, that's dead. That's dead, so, Kyle. I, I don't agree. That, that's Dan Marino. Like, two will be okay. Yeah, he's tripping. Boy, boy's tripping with nowhere to unpack, man. If he can play, that's all I say about that. His number doesn't really matter. If he can play, then, you know, Bars. numbers aren't. Anyway, man. Those are the two things that happened this past week while you were on the ground. But let's move forward, man. So we ain't going to yes, be here on that. Real quick, this date in sports history um, brought to you by Bowie Falcons Youth Basketball. I don't even know if they're going to have a season this <laughs> this spring and summer. But um, you can check our Facebook page if you want to give a donation to this young 7 and 8 U uh, basketball program. Uh, you can do that on our website there. Um, actually, yeah, on our website, the Flash ad, you can click on that, or you can go to our Facebook page. Uh, you'll see the story there. You can click on that and get to their GoFundMe to help those guys out uh, with their travel basketball movement. All right, this date in sports history, April 30th, 1961, was the date when Willie Mays hit four home runs in a single game. That's crazy. <laughs> I call that his launch day. Um, four home runs in a single game. Because at what point, Jim? You know, you know baseball. And you know how strategic baseball gets. At what point? Yeah. Why you are you stop? pitching to him? Yeah. Like at what point do you stop pitching to the dude? Two home runs, maybe. Three. All right. My man hit three dingers. That's happened sometimes. Like at this point, we're either walking them, <laughs> we're throwing at them. You know how it is in baseball. So shout out to Willie Mays for this historic feat on this day. Back in 1961. Um, everybody, you mm-hmm. know the deal with, with War Room Sports. You can check out our website at warroomsports.com. Um, if you want to call in and speak with us about uh, any of today's topics, we're about to talk about some quotes uh, from some sports personalities over the past week. Uh, some of them aren't from this past week, but they've come up this past week because of the topics in the sports news cycle. Um, you can call us at 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted. If you're already listening from your phone, just press 1 if you want to talk. So let's get into it. Uh, we see a couple of calls on the line. We'll get to you in just a minute. Let us just get through our first quote or two, and we'll get back to the phone lines. All right. Yes, sir. All right, let's go to the quotes, man. Um, the quotes are brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. If you or your business need a custom website, it's a great time to get that done. You know what I'm saying? Get it done right now so that you can open back up. You ready to go? Go to digitalextremetech.com. Because Digital Extreme Technologies will give you that custom site. That's digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203. Tell me you heard it on the war room. Let me have Puffy Mike again for a minute. Pizzle. Yeah. Yo, what's going on? My bad. It's the AirPods I'm trying out. But anyway, Diddy. um, digital stream, digital stream technology, digitalstreamtech.com, 267-205-4203. But let's get into some rules, man. Um, this first, well, not rules. I'm sorry. Let's get into some quotes, rather. This first quote is from Zeke Isaiah Thomas. He's talking about what Wilt Chamberlain told Michael Jordan in 1997. They had to change the rules for me so I couldn't dominate. They changed the rules for you so you can dominate. 
right. So oh. he said, Wilt said that the MJ back in 1997. I, I've heard that this. I, I saw people talking about this, Jim. And I, what year was Top Fifty? Was that 1996? I think it's around the same time. Right. That's that's what I'm saying. I think. Um, Whoever quoted this from Isaiah Thomas, or if Isaiah Thomas said it, he, he just said the year wrong by one, because they said the conversation happened while everybody was gathered for the top fifty uh, ceremony, and I saw a photo, you know, Mike got on his jacket, Will didn't have on his, but he was looking down, talking to him. Um, it's an interesting quote to me. I would still ask because a lot of times when you hear Michael, and I'm not saying that the quote isn't true, but you know, Isaiah, he's definitely going to tell this type of story if it's something he heard, because it seems like everything he says now, especially when it comes to Michael Jordan, the Bulls, whatever, it, you know, it, it, there's beef there. And then the, when you look at the last dance, the kind of stuff Michael Jordan and them are talking, even though Zeke says, you know, Horace and Michael, they don't say that kind of stuff when they're face to face. But, you know, when they get in front of a camera, then everybody's talking Talk like it's still Zeke. Yo, but it sounds like, but also him. when he talks, there's always like it's one of those things where you you're kind of leery of the messenger because you don't know if there's something behind it all the time. Like even when oh, it comes down, everybody can have their opinion. Even when it does come down to the whole LeBron James thing, it seems like Zeke goes way out of his way to praise him just so he can kind of bring Jordan down a little bit. And then, like I said, it, it could just be his opinion, but you're leery of it sometimes. Like I'm, listen, man. I'm, I'm. Listen, what I'm that, asking, what are those true, rules? Fact, what are those rules that they change to help Mike? Rather, you know, besides giving him superstar calls, like they give to all superstars. Like you might get to the foul line a little more because of who you are. But what rules did they actually change to help him dominate? I mean, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Didn't, didn't, didn't they change the hand check thing going to Jordan era when they came out there? Uh, they changed it afterwards. So if they did change it because of him, you know, it was to benefit scorers after him. You know what I mean? Okay, see, I don't know the year. But by what I will say is this. Back, by the time he played with the Wizards, you couldn't hand check. <laughs> what I will say but, is this. I know Wilt said that because Wilt has an interview um, on uh, what's the boy's name that did Roy Firestone? Was the, remember that show Roy Firestone had? Where uh, Will, to, this is an interview on YouTube. This is an interview on YouTube where Will was on there. I think it was on the Roy Firestone interview. It's one of the interviews is on YouTube where Will actually says that. Like so, yeah. he 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 said it multiple times. Like boy, ain't as good as me. Like and he's supposed to feel that way. He's Will Chamberlain. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not mad. No human being can do I'm that. Just like asking. And you can't ask Will now because he's no longer with us. So if Isaiah's going to quote Will on that proudly, like, you kind of got to tell us what rules y'all are referring to. No human being can do that. Because <laughs> I don't Listen, really man. know the rules. They change for Mike. I mean, All he's got to say, man, is, 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 I, know, I, know, I know Isaiah Thomas is a long-time listener of our show, so Zeke. All you got to say when they ask you about Mike is, you beat Michael Jordan more than any other professional uh, player in the NBA. You have a winning record. You have a winning record. So he didn't know that. You have a winning record against Jordan. No other superstar has a winning record against Jordan other than Isaiah Thomas. So what's wrong with that? That's your your narrative. Just say that. And then cats cats like Sherman Douglas, who were decent players, have never beaten Michael Jordan. Yo, Sherman Douglas went 0-30 against Mike. (laughs) 
Sherman. Sherman's on that Sherman. And, and the thing is, Jim, why are they putting it on Sherman Douglas, though? Like it was his fault. <laughs> they just had, dude, he did so much research, he just had to find somebody who's never been on the team to beat Michael Jordan, but now you sullying my man Sherman Douglas' name for no particular reason. But Sherman never beat Yo, Syracuse, Syracuse legend Sherman Douglas, man. He was the man in Syracuse looking like Fife Dog. But, uh, Fife Diggity got something to say. <laughs> the, fact that, the fact of the matter is Zeke. This, this run with that narrative, Zeke, but he did say that that's one of our quotes that we wanted to talk about. Um, All right, no doubt. Um, And this is a quote from Larry Legend. He says, I didn't shake hands when we lost to the Lakers. I never shook hands. When I first got to play against Magic, there was a hate factor there. It was more more than just this, like. No. Larry Bird exchanged a lot of hands. Now, the reason that this came up, the reason that we're talking about this quote, because, of course, the last dance, they focused a lot on the reason that Michael Jordan, Isaiah Thomas, and the Pistons have beef supposedly to this day. And it all stems from when the Bulls finally beat them in the Eastern Conference Finals. The Pistons ran off the court before, you know, the ones who weren't on the court, they ran out of the arena before the time expired and they didn't shake anybody's hand. So we still have to hear about that today. I'm actually tired of people talking about handshakes and not and non-handshakes from 30 years ago, like, let's get over it. Like, especially if you're a Bulls fan. I still hear Jimmy and B, I hear Bulls fans to this day say, I hate the Pistons. Not even because of the games, but because of that. I'm like, but why? It happened because you beat them. Like, I don't care what you do. We finally got past, and you ended up winning the NBA championship for it. So, why are you still, like, why do you still harbor hatred? Because they didn't shake hands after you just finished whooping their ass. Like, I don't get it. What's the point? <laughs> yep. And the, and the reason Larry no reason to be mad about it is because Zeke, you know, that's why Jimmy was saying earlier he respects Lambeer because he just keeps the same energy. Like, I don't like them. That's just what it is. Isaiah Thomas is kind of the excuse maker. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's the way it happened when we beat the Celtics. And back then, you just didn't do that. And, you know, I Isaiah Isaiah always, wanted, Isaiah he, he threw Bill Lambert under the bus. It was Lambert's idea. You, you he interviewed, interviewed Lambert. He's like, yo, we didn't like them dudes. And that's what it is. <laughs> so, so my question is this, because everybody's pointing to that, especially the people that's trying to kind of protect Isaiah Thomas. It's like, you know, well, how come nobody said this when Larry and, and, and the Celtics and everybody did that? I mean, do y'all agree? Is that what you go to when you hear this? Like, why did nobody say anything to Larry? Or do y'all just not care about who shakes hands? <laughs> I really don't care who shakes hands. There's so much handshaking that goes on now. I'm going the other way. I was probably in balance where, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I'd have been like, oh, man, that's, you know, sportsmanship, a little bit lacking, don't really care. Now, with all of the, the, the montage of choreographed handshaking and gyration, yo, man, I'm glad them dudes didn't shake hands, man. Yo, we're not here I to shake hands. We out. Personally, I think it's a I think it's a code switching type of moment. And not in the you know, the usual sense that we talk about code switching. Right now, like when I'm talking to y'all and you know, we're reminiscing on it because we saw it, you know, basically we were there, like, no, I, I don't give a damn who didn't shake hands. 
if I'm watching this on YouTube with my eight-year-old son, okay, that's not good sportsmanship, son. I don't ever want to see you doing that. But if he ever gets to the level where he's MJ and they're going to the NBA finals, like, I don't care who hand you shake, for real, for real. But I mean, as a teaching this whole, moment, this whole conversation is soft, man. Are y'all really still mad at Isaiah Thomas because man, they didn't listen, shake your hand? I play. Like, I remember in the Total Response League of Finley and Shafi was listening that played the Total Response League. It was a playoff <laughs> game, and the team lost, and they were salty, and they went to shake hands, and you know, my man snuck everybody on the other side of the team, so. <laughs> I come like up, I come up in the era where like yo shaking not shaking hands sometimes is a good thing man that was that was acceptable you came up in the era where that was acceptable okay man, so like for me like the I, fact I, that we these dudes are fifty and sixty they fifty and sixty holding grudges about shaking hands man like yo you soft dude like yo pull pull your belt out of jeans up man stop talking about crying about shaking your hands that's why no matter how much people may disagree or dislike that we're saying that. Bill Lambert looks like the greatest person in this situation because Bill Lambert doesn't give a hell. He's not interested in giving you any excuses. It's not about, you know, grudges. Yo, I don't like them boys. And, yo, he like, I don't like them, and I still don't like them. He just don't like them. Isaiah Thomas seems like, and maybe it's different. Isaiah, you know, he's kind of in the media now. He does studio shows and stuff. Well, because need. Isaiah Thomas, here's, here's the difference though. Here's the difference. Isaiah Thomas has always wanted to be loved. People used to, people used to criticize him and say he wants to be magic. He always wants to be loved. He's a guy that wants to be loved. So the thing is, it's like he he wants to he he think about it, the level of player he is and the respect he gets is not commiserate. Like he should be he should be more respected as a ball player. Than he is. Yeah, Lambert will never get the respect. So he don't care. He's keeping that same energy. Isaiah still wants to be liked. You know what I'm like, saying? That's Lambert, he he as an overachiever. People are like, yeah, he was a goon, but he had a little bit of skills. That's what you hear when people talk about Lambert. Isaiah should be talked about with the greats. Isaiah should have been on Dream Team 1. You know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, he's gone the last 30 years without getting the type of love that he deserve so you you can kind of understand that but like i said the greatest person in this scenario to me is bill lambert because he don't give a hell what anybody thinks <laughs> not like at him. all he would do it again today not at I think all. Isaiah would stop and shake hands <laughs> because he sees he, how his he actually said that. he had the most to lose he had the most to lose bill lambert had nothing to lose he was already looked at as a goon <laughs> Yeah, so it was like, come on, man. You think Rick Mahorn? Rick Mahorn don't care about none of these bulls, man. Like, yo, that's soft, man. Anyway, man, <laughs> let's get a couple calls in before we get out of here, man. All right, we got the homie Word. Rob calling in from Cali. Rob, Roddy what's going Dottie. Robbie yeah, what's, what's good, man? Good. Man, you. Tell us what's hood. <laughs> Sun is shining. They open up the beaches. About to bowl them again. Uh, I just want to say this. You need to you know, with more acceleration, man. You be coming on driving two miles an hour. We need you to get to it, brother. Yo, <laughs> Rob, Rob smoked that good Cali. Yeah, he ain't like, he ain't Cali. He got that. He got he, that. You he, know what I mean? He, he smokes that hundred and eighty a gram with the orange <laughs> hair. On that, he on that lounge. He coming like, yo, what's up? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I uh, what's going on, Rob? You, 
Drum. I'm going off the gummies right now. Drum, <laughs> right. What's up, man? What you want to talk about, good brother? I, I swear, I swear. I just want to talk about, first of all, I just want to give a shout out because I want to get, because I know y'all y'all already talk about, like we're going to talk about the mic. Um, to the, wait, 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 wait. Before, before let's, let's give a condolences. Well, not condolences, but um, a shout out to Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? He, um, hey, he, 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 so wait, wait, wait. Get a shout out to Michael Jordan because, you know, Michael Jordan, you know, he, as, as Shan Sharp said, he, he helped make dark skin brothers look bold. You know, in the '80s, so that's why I got shout Mike Michael Jordan, Wesley Snipes, give a shout, big shout out to Mike. You know what I'm saying? So that's all I gotta say. Um, also, like with the um, what the Eagles, all I gotta say is with the first pick, I about to go with Justin Jefferson. I think he was more NFL ready with this guy. We all know if he's a one trick pony or what is he, but you know, you know, it is what it is. I think Howie Rosen lately has been. Outthinking himself, I didn't like the second pick at all because you know we could focus on another position. Andy Dawson just got a release; we could have picked him up as a backup. But you know we want to pick, you know, the other dude. So that's what I gotta say. No, I, I agree with you, Rob. I think, but I'm but I'm gonna say it different than you. Like it would have been nice if we still had the spot. You know, if we didn't make that draft pick, we could make an effort to bring in Andy, though. I'm not going to just say we could have just went and got him. You don't know if he wants to play until. So we can't just say that. You don't know. But I agree with you. We could have made an effort to get a backup on, you know. That's that's, that's quality level backup right there. I agree with you, but I, I just don't agree with how you just seem to think the Eagles stick their fingers and people just jump on board. But I didn't like the pick either. The, the only difference, and I'm and I'm I'm really saying that as a sports personality right now, because I've, I've I've been that fan for for 40 years. I'm not that fan anymore. I can really care less what the Eagles do on draft day. Like <laughs> I've seen the mountaintop, and it took me that long to see the mountaintop. Like I, and the and the funny thing is, right before that happened is when I stopped being that fan. Like probably the year before they won the Super Bowl, I was like, dude, these dudes get paid to do this. Like, whatever. Everybody, we all think we know what we're doing. I'm not going to sit here and stress myself over draft picks and free agent pickups and all of that kind of stuff. And as soon as I stop being that kind of fan, they see the greatest success they've ever seen. So I was like, I'm, I'm relaxing. But I, but, but I feel you. Um, the first pick. I wasn't as down on it as other people. You do look around the board and you see bigger names. And fans tend to always jump to bigger names. But this is a style pick for them. This is the style of offense they want to run. Justin Jefferson doesn't fit the style of offense that they're trying to run. He's a slot receiver. You got two stud tight ends who are going to be filling the slot in the middle of the field. So, you know, it kind of makes sense from a standpoint of – not bringing Justin Jefferson in and trying to make him something that he's not. You know what I'm saying? He might be good enough to do that. He might be able to, you know, play from all over the field. His scouting report doesn't say that, however. Thank you, Peyton. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think, Rob, the goal, the goal here with, uh, with the receiving core is to continue 
is to continue to feature Ertz and Goddard and uh, put some speed outside. Lord knows, Lord knows, uh, Jeffries had no wheels. Uh, the African couldn't catch, so it didn't matter whether he had wheels or not. I'm just not covering him. And, um, you know, everybody else had to, you know, everybody else had to go. So now you're fielding a track team. If if uh, the dude that you love, uh, Deshaun Jackson, is still somewhat himself and still a speedster, you've got three guys that are like three type type sprinters. They're gonna take they're gonna take the secondary, the opposing secondary, down the field twenty yards every time, which opens things up for uh, Goddard and Ertz. And I think that's what the offense is gonna be about, Goddard and Ertz. So it makes sense to me. No, I, you know, I, I have no problem with that because, you know, um, there's offense, you know, um, you know, and Doug Pearson likes to share the sugar. And, you know, I think the Eagles, maybe not that athleticism-wise or talent, and, and I'm not saying this, but I'm talking about just in the scheme, it, it, it seems that they're going to have, like, a better time like with these two tight end sets, it's gonna probably be similar to what what could have happened if uh, uh, what was his name uh, Hernandez and Gronkowski were still were still together. We would have like two attacking. Before they, huh? you know, before they, that's what was happening before they, they found out dude was laying the murder game down. That double tight end was I mean, everybody can't do it. You know, some tight ends are just not as athletic as others, so you can't just have any two tight ends and do that. So to even make that gamble, to pass up on a name that everybody thinks might be a surefire, you know, to run your system, it, it is a gamble. It's, it's definitely a gamble. Sometimes you pick the best player on the board and you you go with it and, and you play around the strengths. But this is one of those things, I guess, Peterson – he feels like he's Andy Reid Jr. now. He thinks his system over players a little bit. Um, even though Andy learned that lesson, he had to go out and get a bunch of track athletes and all of this, you know, strong arm quarterback to make his system look good. Uh, Belichick system over players. Everybody wants to be a copycat. So, you know, that's the kind of stuff you get when everybody's trying to follow the leader. I. One, what's up? Give us one last point before we got to bounce because we're not, you know, just like recently we haven't been staying the whole time. We're not staying the whole time tonight. Oh, 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 right, dang. Yeah, you're right. And I think the last, the, the, the last, the last thing I want to say is what the my thing, my only problem with the second round pick is that when Howie Roseman has been in the last couple of drafts has not been good, uh, good at drafting skilled players. Like as as far as when um as far as the quarter I mean yeah yeah okay eventually that guy is gonna be a stud it's gonna be a stud gonna uh, start for our team but if you look at guy like a guy like um, Sidney Jones when he drafted him he didn't turn out to be good and also you look at uh, JJ Ortega Whiteside how we pass on DK Metcalf that was in the second round no no second round that that they could have got it's just like why would we pass that up you know. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is, man. Rob, want to say appreciate you, man. Um, don't forget, uh, listening to hit us up next week. We'll get you back on, but we definitely got to get out of here soon. 
So appreciate your call, Rob. All right, and no shout, shout and shout out to Fred. You know what I'm saying, dude, soft. You know, he's cool. Peace. <laughs> they dissing Fred. <laughs> All right, Rob. Peace. All right. All right, yeah, Rob. Dissing Fred. Yeah, before we go, we gotta at least get this last quote. Yeah, I just got one tweet. I got to go. Yo, this is the one quote that I got to get you guys. Yeah, the last two we can can skip out on and do next week. Yeah. We've been waiting a week to do this because you weren't with us last week, B. Austin. You had to hear this one. I want you to listen to this quote. It says, dude has it all. High IQ, athleticism, looks, poise, arm strength. He is special. This is from Richard Sherman. You You skipped the first part of it. You skipped the first part of it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm Matter sorry. Matter of fact, sorry. let's do it All like right. this. I'm going to ask you a question, and I'm going to ask you the question. Uh, Jimmy, or, or whoever Jimmy's reading for, who's the who's the best quarterback you've ever played against? Okay, that's tough. I've played against the Mannings, Brady, Rodgers, Breeze. They all great. But the toughest QB I've ever played against for sure is Dak Prescott. Dude has it all. <laughs> High IQ, athleticism, looks, poise, arm strength. He is special. Richard Sherman. <laughs> Your boy, B. Austin. Your boy, Richard Sherman, said that the best quarterback that he's ever played against was your other boy, pun intended, Dak Prescott. And hold up. We saved this for you. Brady, but before you even Roger go in Andrews. on your – Pennywise bars on this dude. Why did he say looks? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yo, why? Why did he oh, put why? Why he like threw that in like we weren't going to notice? Dude said <laughs> high IQ, athleticism, look. looks, poise, aren't like he thinks. Dude, that kind of stuff is making me think like, is he being sarcastic here? Like, is he dissing dude? And we just didn't know about oh, it. Oh man. <laughs> no man, I, you all know we all why know. He, he, why you say the boy was handsome though? Yeah, he's got the boy, he's a handsome ass quarterback, man. So he big, some handsome passes. Somebody with a high IQ for football, okay. like a Richard Sherman, who you've defended on this program on numerous occasions. And what and I would say, shout out Richard Sherman. He's a long time listener, but listen. Also, understand that he named specific guys. He said that includes. Both Manning, Yo, Brady, both Manning, know, Rogers, and Breeze. If you know, if you know and understand, there's two levels of troll duggery going on right now. Be, number be one, trying to take out for him. Your man just stupid. number one. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> number one level. Number one <laughs> level of troll duggery is he has an issue with the establishment and all of those typical stand in the pocket six three to six six white boy quarterback represents establishment to him. And he's always anti-establishment. Why okay, but look, okay. No, I, the that one thing, I agree with you there. So I'm. So basically, it was a BP comment. I got that. All right, go ahead. <laughs> number two, the number two level of troll duggery is he knows that Dakota's in the news cycle. He's in the media because of who he quarterbacks for. So he throws that out there, and then he makes it funny by saying handsome. Dude don't really believe that. Because my thing is this. Even if it's a BP comment, why him? Why him, though? I know, you definitely shot him bail. Why why him? 
do they – I mean, because we heard about how these guys, when they were all on the Seahawks with Russell Wilson, how they might not have liked dude. Do they, do they dislike him that much that if he had to pick somebody – because at this point he's played against Russell Wilson. He's a 49er. He's played yeah. against him. He's mm-hmm. probably played – even, you know, he's in the division, so he's probably still played against him. But no, I wouldn't say more than the Cowboys. Maybe not yet. Maybe not yet. Um, but still. He couldn't have picked somebody else, even if it was a BP comment. I mean, I know Cam hasn't played in a while, but he's played against Cam. He's been a league MVP. Dak Prescott? Well, I, I think that goes to be off the second point. Like Dak, Dak Prescott is a he's a trending topic. Let's put it that way. So he's trending. He's trending. <laughs> Yo, they bring they bring up Dak Prescott's contract situation in the news cycle, like it really is truly news that we're depending. So do you think he was trying to help him get paid? No, I think, out for a brother? Sure, I think he was trying to make sure that the comment made the top of the news cycle. That's what I believe. <laughs> so he called my man. He called my man. He my man got the looks. Yo. He said my man was he said he was high IQ and sexy. Come on, man. <laughs> 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 of course, we're going to exaggerate the hell out of what he said. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to get out of here, man. Yeah, we'll save the other ones. Yeah, thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, and our group chat. Um, those that called and got through, we appreciate it. Those we couldn't get to, we apologize. We gotta get out of here, man. You know, ain't no sport, so we are gonna sit around here all night and talk for. Yeah, Tune next week, live right here on the man is Catch you up on all the sports topics, whatever they are, and enjoy. Uh, you know, fact is, they are no sports, so we'll see what we are going to talk about. We'll talk about some of them. So until then, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the start of next week. Please stay safe, you guys. Be considerate of others, and we'll see you right back here next time. Catch everything we do at the Hub, which is WarriorSports.com. That includes all of our content, social media. Everything we do is at WarriorSports.com. Get my book, Sports the Book, at SportsTheBook.com. Or back at the hub of warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top. Looking good, Dakota.
War Room Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.